I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. Uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action we'll have food for everybody if you're looking for lodging you could stay right at the resort it's fifty dollars per person per night um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat luxury houseboat courtesy eastport marina that's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners if you want uh, more info on the resort you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent off your next jig order today Welcome to the Reel Down on Battle and Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. We'll give it just a few minutes for everybody to get online here. How you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing good, man. What's up? Good. Not not much. Just like actually, everybody else. I actually yeah. had to put in a little work today, so yeah. kind of bummed on that, but I hate being back at work. It sucks. And our guests, I that's one thing I gotta find out is how she has the job she has and how do I get it? Yeah. She's able to travel all the time and I, I've got to get on that life. Like I need an RV and I need that job where I can just work from the RV. Yeah. My, it's, it's been kind of cool. My wife's been looking into jobs like that, like um, transcriptionist, which is kind of what she already does, but she's trying to figure out how to do it from the house. And yeah. so I told her I'm okay with it. I'll pay for whatever classes it has to be paid for. As long as when she's done, I don't have to do anything. So. I think my wife, she could do it sometimes, and I could do it sometimes because I'm still working from home. So it's possible for me to do it. So, but I think, I think we could do it. We wouldn't, it wouldn't be like full time, but I think every now and then we could work from home like a few days and do bigger trips and all that. So trying, yeah. to, get that, trying to get on that RV life, man. But uh, yeah, uh, we've got a few people logged in now. If you have any questions, please like and share the show tonight. We're, we're going to have a great guest. We'll talk about a couple other things first. Um, first, we have the meetup. 
and sorry, you can only see half my face. I'll try to get over to the side there if you're oh, watching. Yeah, there you go. Hey, in this on the on the sides there. Uh, but the meetup, Palin Fins having a meetup the 16th, 17th, and 18th up on Dale Hollow. Um, if you aren't signed up, come do it. You get it's fifty dollars a night. You get a room on a houseboat. It's going to be fishing water, doing a little twenty-five dollar tournament. Dollar seventy-five beers and Woot. just I mean it's going to be a good time. Like for real, a good time. The fall bites on at Dale Hollow. It's it's going to be fun. So yeah, we're we're going to have seminars and I think there's going to be music and the houseboats, bonfire, food, beer, cheap beer. That's the best kind of beer. Seminars. So. All kind of cool stuff. Man. Yeah, you can listen to me and Dan talk about how to rig your boat. Yeah, rig your boat. All right, your turn. Now I'll let you share. I was goofing off and I wasn't even ready. Get ready. The other thing is we were going to go ahead. Ah, it's not working. Ah, there we go. All right. We were going to go ahead and uh, announce that we're going to have a, a super show on the 12th, the Monday after the NC we're going to Excellent. go ahead and have the the NC winners, the Trail Series Championship winner, and the Challenge Series Championship winner. We're going to do just one big show with all those people. So anybody that's listening that's going to be at the NC, just know that if you win, we're going to be coming to buggy for a little while to jump on the show with us. Yep. And uh, we'll do it Monday. It'll give everybody time to get back home, we hope. so. We had already uh, talked to Scott, and he's going to announce it at the uh... – announce it there so so everybody will know about it uh but you know we're, we're going to try to get everybody on obviously somebody could drop out but that's the plan yeah i think with enough notice and giving people time to get home yeah. they will be able to make it happen so so yep we that'll be a fun show yeah we just thanks to scott for anglers. helping us out on that that's right and we have one other big thing and this isn't actually we're not, we don't have any information on it. This just, just flash it on the screen and get rid of it. Just I'm going to flash it. You ready? Ready. I'm about to flash. Dan just flashed you. you Man, ready? flash. Sorry. Oh. It was there and now it's gone. All right. I'll bring it back. So if you're not, if you're listening to us rather than watching, in 2021, Paddle and Finn is going to have a trail series. And that's all the information you're getting tonight. Yep. November 5th, the announcement's going to come out, and you'll be able to get more information, and it uh, should be fun. Some local clubs are going to be able to sign up, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a first year. We have uh, Susie Roloff's heading it up. She's ran KBL for years, you know, one of the TDs for that, uh, you know, so this is going to be a well-managed, well-run event and trail. So uh, a lot of big things coming out. So definitely be paying attention to that. And as we're and it's kind of going to fill some gaps from the information that I know it's going to fill some gaps that are out there. So we're, we're not trying to do what other people are doing or overlap what everybody else is doing. This is going to be something a little bit different and the championship is going to be something really cool. So check that out. November 9th information coming out. November 5th, November 5th, November 5th. There you go. I can't read. All right. All right. So here we go. If yeah, again, if you have any questions, please ask them. Dollar seventy-five beer. All right. She knows what's up. Uh, when are you, when am I coming back on dark water? You don't want my recap. My recap is I suck. My whole national tournaments this year have been terrible. I could come so, on with you just so you look better than me. If that makes it, you know. Yeah. It's man. I, I, locally, I've done really good, but nationally, it's been complete dog. You know, it's been bad. I, I don't know even know what to say. So, 
but yeah, man, anytime you want me on, I'll be happy to come on, drink a beer and talk SH, you know, that thing. Uh, yeah, it'd be fun for you for sure. All right. So without further ado, I guess that we've been wanting to have on for a long time. I think just everybody is following her. Everybody wants, is just so engrossed by her, the journey that she's been on over the last couple of years, uh, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, and somebody who's not afraid to show the good with the bad and has learned a lot of lessons along the way. And somebody that I think we could all admire how vulnerable and how open she's been more than anybody else in kayak fishing. And it's refreshing and fun to follow. And I think everybody is so, so into her story, but uh, yeah, here she is. Catherine field. <laughs> we need to like, That's a little board like with intimidating a intro there, Dan. Oh no, come on. No, we're seriously happy to have you on. I've listened to you on Dark Waters a couple of times. I can't believe he didn't, you know, he, he didn't ruin you. But uh, <laughs> I love talking you. with Josh. He's a lot of fun. He's cool. So, oh, Lord, here he goes. He yeah. was the first podcast I ever did. Yeah. He might yeah. be the first, but we're going to be the best. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I, I've had a good time. I've had a good time. So thanks guys for uh, asking me a chat with you. I hope it's entertaining. I'm so excited to get you on and we had a good opportunity and I'd been thinking about it. So I just threw it out there and Dan was cool with it. Yeah. And, and I was kind of worried cause I didn't ask you until like one o'clock today. Sorry. I'm in a, I'm in a house right now uh, near Gunnersville. Um, most everybody here is fishing the NC except me because I didn't have enough PTO to do it. It's a if it'd been a weekend tournament, I could have done it, but yeah. I just couldn't do the whole midweek thing. So that was a little disappointing. But I did I rolled it over into 2021. So I'll be there to destroy whatever like I'm on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be there with you. Confidence is key. Yeah, the uh, yeah. I'm, I'm same way. I literally have one vacation day left and. Mm -hmm. uh, I just well, I have one and a half. I'm using a half of one for the meetup here in a couple weeks. And I have one left for like. I might hour. go to that. I might be able go. to go to that. By the way, come on up. It's on a weekend, fifty dollars yeah. a night. It should be. It's going to be fun, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Please come. I, I'm. I'm probably going to be in the area. I don't know. I've got to go back to Utah. So if I'm not going back that weekend, I'll go back the next weekend. So if I'm there, I'm gonna. T I'll come up if. If it if it works out, we'll see how the how the schedule works. But gotcha. I'd love to do it, and I want to do that trail series that you're talking about. So I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, there there should be more information. I I don't I don't I don't even have all the information because there's well, so you, many hosts. We all have our own. Yeah. You had me at Phil's gaps and Susie Roloff. So win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Susie Susie's got everything on lock. So yeah. It's, really it's kind of nice. I, I love Susie. She yeah. is such a great person. And she just I thought about getting her to jump in tonight, but I know that they're in the middle of moving and getting in their new house. So I wasn't going to bother <laughs> talking with Susie too, but congrats. Yeah. She's probably stressed to the max right now. She'll and be she's fine. Probably, she's probably tied Adam up and thrown him back in the closet. So <laughs> poor guy. Oh, free Adam. 
some toys in there with them and who's like, who's okay. <laughs> a little pail of water. Yeah. All right. So if somehow people don't know who you are, give us a little rundown. Who are you? And how did you get into kayak fishing? All right. Well, um, I started kayak fishing about two years ago. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I, I had actually, I gone to a casino and Okay. I like to gamble. I'm I a like gambler. What's what's your and game? I love craps. Yeah, there you go. Okay, table games, not yeah the, the knucklehead things. The slot. No, I like those too. But I did. Uh, I went to the five dollar slots with like two hundred bucks, and I was like, I'm gonna take twenty swings at ten dollars a swing yeah. <laughs> and live large while I order a cocktail. And about halfway through, I hit a jackpot. So. I started thinking about, you know, I was, I've had some health issues in the past and I was feeling a little better. And I thought about maybe getting back into some sort of boat. And I re then I discovered how expensive boats are. <laughs> so, Amen. so, and I didn't think that I could really do um, a boat by myself. And, and then I saw some, some videos. I saw, uh, it was actually Ryan Lambert and Greg Blanchard. And they were doing uh, videos in, in a native Titan. I had one. I didn't even know that kayak fishing was a thing. And they if they looked really stable. I'm like, wow, I could do that. And I didn't I don't I didn't fish for bass. I fished for trout. And I was looking for something to get off the bank to fish for trout up in the in Utah. There's some really great trophy trout reservoirs. And I wanted to get out there and just smack the heck out of these giant salmon like rainbows and stuff. So um no dealers, no no uh native dealers in uh Utah at all. So I ordered it online and it arrived and it looked like it'd been drugged through every stockyard between Texas <laughs> and Utah was all beat up and missing pieces and it was a mess. Um so I started looking online for help, trying to figure out, you know, how do I do this? I do, the rudder's missing. There's screws missing. This thing's all scraped up. And and uh, that's when I discovered Kayak Fish in Utah and, on Facebook. And it was a great group of people that were local that um, were fished and from kayaks. I didn't know other people did it at all. I mean, I'm like completely coming at this as just like a clueless angler. Um, I want I had. Hadn't been fishing for like 20, probably 25 years because of some illnesses. And uh, so it was nice to meet people who actually were were fishing and kayak fishing. And uh, and that's where it all started. I had, oh, thanks. I love Armando. He's so good. Um, so I, I met these people and they said, well, we do these bass fishing tournaments. I'm like, what the heck is that? I don't know. I don't. I hadn't fished for bass ever. So um, that was by the time I got my kayak sort of wintry. It was like winter. And so I spent like four months in Utah in the winter trying to catch this mysterious bass. <laughs> and I, I tried so hard. I didn't know what I was doing. I had one pole that was from Cabela's with like 
Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. You know, I had like 12 pound mono on it and I was just chucking things out in the water trying to catch something and trying to learn videos from like tactical bassin and other things. And um, we had like last year in April, it was the first tournament that they had, the first live tournament. And uh, I caught my first bass like two weeks before the tournament, you know, so I, I was like, oh gosh, I finally, finally got a bass and uh, went to the tournament and I got hooked and I got hooked so bad by those live tournaments. And I dove in the deep end, then did all the live tournaments local, did a ton of uh, KBF onlines and just got bit by the bug. And then this year I dove head first. So this is yeah, I'm about been fishing for bass about a year and a half, and I decided to dive headfirst into doing the top national kayak tournament. Oh, hey, you know. I'm really, like that's me. Like I fish the local local stuff, and you know, do yeah. man. And then I was like, beginning of 2020, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna travel the country and fish everywhere this year. I mean, yeah. COVID stopped that for for me mostly, but. Cause like you are saying earlier about your having leave and stuff like that. I was out of leave in like March. So all mm-hmm. the traveling I've done, I've just basically done and not got paid for at all. So, oh, but, That's but no, rough. I don't, I don't hate you for that at all. I mean, if you're into <laughs> it, just go for it. I love it. And it's a steep learning curve. You know, I, yeah. I haven't been fishing for bass all my life. And I often say to people like, I don't really know what I don't know yet. You know, like people will talk about different lures or different things. And I'm just like, I don't even know what that is. That sounds cool. Can you explain this to me? <laughs> it's like, like just the biggest noob. But I'm trying really hard to just accelerate that that learning. And, and part of going to these national tournaments wasn't just like, I love competing, but it for me, it was how can I learn to do these different body of water? How can I learn to fish the Southeast or Texas or rivers or anything like that? Because they're so different from the bass fishing in Utah. Utah's very specific kind of fishing and it's pretty much all over the place. There isn't, you know, it's very deep, very clear water. Um, and I love fishing there, but it doesn't correlate across to most of the national tournaments at all. And so the only way for me to really feel like I'm going to learn it is to go do it and learn it while I'm doing it, you know, which I'll so. say with, with what you're doing, I would say that it's given you a step ahead of most people because, you know, like, like you learn 
fishing on a body of water and you learn how that body of water fishes and you might be good there, but never anywhere else. And with you learning and progressing as you go, it's because you're fishing somewhere different every couple of weeks. So, you know, where I'm learning a couple things here and there on a few different bodies of water still in the same area. I mean, you're all over the country figuring it out. And Which I mean, I can I can relate to how tough it can be. You know, I can fish down here, and then when I I didn't give myself enough time, I went up to Lacrosse for the Bassmaster event, and I I had to pre-fish for like half a day, and that whole day was I just wasn't ready for it. I've never you know sandy bottoms where I were, you know I figured moving water, I know how to do that down here. I can figure it out up there, and that it totally humbled me. Just everything yeah. I know about catching you know, small mouth and large mouth and spots and current did not work. And I was just blown away. Like what? I would say the one thing I've learned this year is at least the thing I feel that I've improved on is the ability to um, adapt and scrounge for fish and try and figure out where I think the fish are and, and find them in a lot of different situations. So even though like this last weekend on the Kusa, I really struggled on day two to actually get the fish in my boat, but I was finding them. Whereas when I started this in um, end of January at Lake Seminole, when I got there, like I felt so lost. I didn't even know where to start looking. Everything, everything. I've been for a long time and I was lost. It was. And I was like, I don't understand this. And and Lake Fork too. It's like, that's my first time I'd been around flooded timber. And I'm like, I'm in the floating on top of a, forest what the heck is this i don't even know what to do with this and uh but now like w- when i was on the the kusa like i had a plan i could come up with a plan i could think like i didn't really have a spot so i was limited in my pre-fishing just from circumstances and, and work and how things turned out but um i was able to have like a beginning of a plan and and figure out what what the fish are biting on then scrounge for it and i got my limit on day one and day two if i i lost two full limits i mean i just blew it but i got some good fish and i figured that out and that's so different from where i was when i started this where i just felt like i couldn't figure it out like i was able to i feel better about my ability to solve the problem a little bit and and adapt on the fly which I think you need to do in, in these kind of um, big tournaments because you can't really have one spot. You know, if you have one spot, unless it it, it is reloading all the time, you're going to beat it up. You got to be able to yeah. adapt. And it's always um, Guillermo Gonzalez said this once it's plan F and it is really always plan F because it's never what you may have an idea in your head, but whatever, it never happens that way. You yeah. have to, you have to adapt on the fly and the conditions are always changing. And so that's what I've been trying to really focus on is like learning that and adapting and being able to overcome those different challenges on the water and keep a positive mental attitude and keep focused and not get all spun out not get freaked out about who's, you know, cause I'm fishing against the top yeah. kayak anglers in the nation with little, you know, I don't have these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations about how I'm going to perform, but I also feel like I could work my way up eventually to maybe 
challenge some of them, but it's, it's the way I'm going to do it is earn my way there. And by doing it and by learning how to do that. So I, I, I really think there's no one in the country, especially kayak fishing that has that right now has a steeper learning curve than you do. The amount of days that you're fishing every year and the amount of effort that you're putting into it, there's, there's no one learning at the same pace that you're learning. No, I agree. I could tell you right now that what you said about you've seen yourself be able to adapt and find the fish. That's something I still, and I don't get anywhere close to the time on the water that you do. And that's, that accounts for a lot of it. And it's not an excuse. I, I hear people try to say that, that, Oh, they're on the water more than I am. Well, that's kind of the only way you learn. Like no. you're uh, not going to, you learn tips on YouTube. You don't figure it out until you do it. Until you but, do it. So, and to do it and to do it in a, in a very limited time window in a national tournament, <laughs> you know, with everything else going on. So like so, John Master, uh, whenever you went into that. I missed that question though, whatever oh, he said. Well, yeah, he just, he asked, how do you break down a lake and find fish? So let's talk about the Hobie and where you beat me. The Which one? <laughs> Hobie, you beat me. That one day, oh. I, I didn't fish day two is my anniversary. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I'm out. I'm not fishing. I'm not fishing. So on the Kusa. Yeah, on the like Two lakes and, and you beat a local. How do you do that? How how did you <laughs> how did you break down enough water with that much water, two lakes, to figure something out? So my style of fishing, um, not, I, not like it was a big accomplishment to beat me. That's not okay. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant it. how did you figure them out? Okay. Well, I mean, part of it is understanding how you fish, Dan. So um I I am not able to cover as much water as a lot of other anglers. I'm a limited a lot. And I was in a lot of severe pain this last week. Uh, so I was limited even more. So I was looking for um, a boat ramp that probably not a lot of people were going to go to that had a lot of different options as far as um shoreline with uh, vegetation, a lot of different docks. It had some drop-off, deep drop-off points with uh, some bends in the, in the actual river channel and had points that I was hoping that the bass were going to be transitioning off of. And so that's what I was looking for. I know a lot of people were going to go up in these creeks way up there in those and, and do that kind of stuff. And that's nothing I could really take on. So I was trying to find something that fit my abilities and what I was hoping for. I try and find things that have two to three or four options. So if plan F, F is going to happen, yeah. I have some chance. So um, I had very limited pre-fishing. And so um, my pre-fishing was basically chucking everything I have. And seeing if anything stuck, right? How many rods do you carry now? Because I, I know in the you only had like two before. Right? I had, well, yeah, I started when I started this year. I had well, I've had one, and now I'm at six. So um, I carry a, a finesse rod that I do most of my like Ned rigs and little things like that, and then I've got um, a worm rod 
that I also use for small swim baits, chatter bait rod um, that I'll use also for like square bills, um, spinner bait rod, a top water rod, and a jig rod. There you go. Got so it I got it covered. And I'm learning a lot of like the top water. I caught my first buzz bait fish this weekend. Awesome. That is a fun so, And I'm fish. sort of hooked on that feeling. That was really cool. So yeah. that's the right time of year. That that's so much a buzz bait has to be like top two or three ways to catch a bass. It's so much fun. That's that's that where I fun. fall a lot of the time is I'm so addicted to top water. Like like when I was out fishing last weekend, I screwed up and got a couple topwater bites. And I know that those were probably just, you know, kind of random, like yeah. reaction bites right when they were hitting the water. But it's still so yeah. much fun that, like, I know they were biting the jig. I know they were biting a fluke. And I still put those two rods down and was yeah. like, I'm just going to chase because it was more exciting. So it's, yeah, I wasn't fishing. I, nothing, I still, yeah. like, if I get a topwater bite, it's just, I'm like, oh, well. Top water game rest of the day chasing but, that. But that as far as as far as breaking down the lake, so that's what I start with. And then I try and find out what might be a useful pattern if there is one. It depends on thing. But that but it's like I know like it's beginning of fall transition. I know the bite was off. And um, but what I did find when I was fishing was shad. I saw a lot of bait and I know that's what they're going to eat. So that's pr other than that, the buzz bait, I did a little bit and I got, got some on that. Um, for the Kusa, I saw, I saw what the shad looked like and they were about three inches long and they looked exactly like the spark shad, uh, the Royal Gill spark shad. And so, that's what I did. I tried to match that and I threw a little swim bait all day. And I just, I just, and I meticulously went about every foot to two feet, just down the bank, around the dock, around brush piles, and just worked it that way. So that so was that's what I did. Casts. I've never thrown that. I did, in, I did like 10 million casts of a little <laughs> swim bait. What, and, which head and, do you like with that? What's that? What, which head do you throw with that spark shad? So uh, the one I use is I get them at Omnia Fishing, uh, the spark shad, and I use the Bass Tactics Smeltinator. It's a real small. I use a real small one. You could use they have bigger ones, but I use like a very small, light, like one eighth ounce, you know, little jig head, and put that sp spark shad, and it just it sometimes I tried different um, different little jig heads about it, but it sometimes sometimes you get one and it'll make the the bait Roll. spin a little bit in the water, yeah. and if it spins, they weren't going to hit it. So it had to have that real natural movement where it's just you know very stable with a lot of tail movement, and not a lot of twisting action. So that smeltinator jig works really well for that. So. Well, uh, try to make everything look natural and and do you know as far as the retrieve i mean 
I could tell you my secret on that. <laughs> if it's an eighth ounce, you've got to be patient and going slow, huh? I'm a but see, that's my style. Is I I'm I'm trying to learn to be power fishing, but I'm I like to go slower, and especially when it's something where I can't cover a lot of water, then I have to be very meticulous. The fish are there, but you have to, you know, find their little hidey hole. Well, it's like you that's said. What's that? It's like you said. You have to know how you fish. You know, I, I'm guilty yeah. of the same thing. Like, I'll try to f be like, well, today I'm going to catch all of my fish power fishing, and that never works out for me. I'm I always catch fish finesse fishing. So it's that what you said spot on in my opinion. And I don't always finesse fish though. I mean, I've won some tournaments, especially like in KBBT. Um, After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I want tournaments, uh, power fishing, uh, you know, just doing uh, jackhammers and 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 doing that. And there's been ones where I've been, you know, spinner baits and jigs. So I try to really be agile to to figure to throw what I think is going to work. I don't. I'm trying to broaden my skills out because I think that's the more agile I can be with that, the better off I'm going to be because I can't necessarily cover like eight miles. So I don't have that options. Right. So here, Armando had a question. Uh, who's your biggest influence in kayak fishing? Back off, Armando. That was my question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest influence. Whether it's kayak or boat or bank. I would I honestly, I'm going to say Christine Fisher, hands down, as, as an amazing angler and, uh, her her work in our whole community, especially for women anglers, has yeah. been made such a difference in my life and in many other lives of, of women. I mean, I went to this uh, Women's Fishing Federation meetup last fall, and it really just changed my life. Like, I met so many amazing women anglers there, and I learned a lot of new skills. That's what got me into getting better rods and better reels and learning how these different techniques. I I don't think I'd be doing what I was doing if it wasn't for what she's done in the community. That's just hands down the truth on that one. So. Uh, there's so many, you know, like, like we had Aaron Mathis on and, you know, mm -hmm. she was bringing up things where, you know, like trying to use a bathroom or all these other things like and Susie <laughs> was on that show. Too. But there's so many things that women deal with. I mean, I, I even kind of hate 
to broach the subject of. No, go for it. But, but, Let's but go for it. Like a lot of it is, or things I don't even know. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what I don't know. And if she hadn't said that, that would have never been a thought in my head of the, you know, having a fish, having to worry about what you're wearing or the way you present yourself mm -hmm. is a concern. I don't have that concern. Or if you cross your legs or not when you take a fish picture. And there you go. <laughs> uh, my legs are always wide open. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. When most of us sit that way. But if you take a picture of yourself and you got your legs all splayed apart, then you get all the creepers. Creepers. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try to keep them out of my DMs. <laughs> but, I, but no, I th there's so many things like I just I hate it for y'all. I, I hate it that's way and it's that way. And that you have to think about that there's another level of barrier or there's another level of hurdles in the sport that you all have to deal with that men don't. And that's, that's terrible. At the same time, I'm factor for sure. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I've got a little bit of a delay right now. I'm sorry. All right. It's, um, I mean, there's a lot of issues. There's, there's safety um, at boat sure. ramps, for sure. Um, I'd say most of the gals that you find fishing, we're all packing heat. So hey, those, <laughs> hey, I, I love I it. Those ramps and I always, I keep a pistol. Yeah. It, it, it gets creepy out there for real. It does. And, but you just, you have to watch it a little bit more. You feel it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this, there's a lot of challenges to that. And I think also there's a lot of challenges to getting taken seriously um, that you're trying to go out there and compete and not sit there for, you know, looking good and taking selfies or something to get Insta famous. I mean, I post a lot and I try to be as transparent as I can about who I am and, and what I feel and what I go through. And some of it's good, some of it's bad. and um, but I try and be real and authentic about it and, and share that because I think that's more relatable, but it's, there's definitely challenges in all that. But Is there, is there something like, let's say, I hate to put you on spot with a question, no. but are, are, are there anything that men anglers can do to make like, like Susie had a great one whenever she was on, she said, Invite like whenever you're going to fish a tournament out of town, invite me and stay with you. If your if your wives aren't okay with that, that's a different thing. But nothing's going to happen. But she doesn't get invited to share houses yeah. with. So that's an issue. Or are there some things that men anglers, male anglers can do to make that easier? Because I I think there's probably a small majority of people who are just a holes and and. They're, they're, <laughs> In any group, race, you know, any topic. Hey, come on, come on. don't point at me. But there's always like you take off that top layer of racial, you know, racist or sexist or whatever they are. I think 95% of us want to just see see the sport be as equal as possible and to to female anglers to have every opportunity that we have and to make that as easy as possible. Is there anything people want watching or listening can, can do to make it easier? That's, 
All that is time. honestly, I'm not sure that's, I have a good answer for that. Yeah. I honestly think it, it's a, a lot of it is a, just about a mutual respect for it, for female anglers out there that are out there trying to compete and trying to earn the same, same respect as everybody else. But it gets, there's a lot of uh, sexualization or, you know, I don't know. It's like, we're not there to be uh, your girlfriend or, you know, if we want to, you know, share a place in a house or something, we're not there because it's, you know, we're going to get outside of the friend zone, you know, like that's a lot of it's not going to happen. You're in the zone. Stay in. <laughs> you're so in the zone. But uh, I just think there's a, some misinterpretation of that, you know, like, you know, things people can cut loose and get rowdy, but you know, it's, we're just there to fish and compete and they're there to kick our butts. That's what they're there for. <laughs> you you see, see the eyebrow raise? That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try. I mean, I, I love to compete. I'm when I go out there, I try and go out there to win. I always fall fairly short but i'm pretty convinced that if i keep oh, going out there it's gonna happen oh no you've got it. it's gonna happen and i'm just think like i seriously uh you know the guys at hobie can say this because every time i go through check-in i yell at them i'll see you in the winter circle <laughs> every time <laughs> I'm like see you in the winter circle you know because i know like for me it's part of that affirmation of myself that i'm gonna get there you know, it's going to take a lot of hard work and effort and I'm going to put that work in, but I'm going to get there. It's, I don't know when, but I'm going to make that happen. I guarantee you'll get there. I, I, at yeah. the, the, you're the only person I know with an yeah. attitude that positive about it. The the rate, <laughs> that you're, the rate that you're going, you're going to get there. There's no doubt at all whatsoever. Yeah. I got a lot to learn, but I'm, I'm committed to do this and I'm putting in the time to do it. And and I feel like I have the right attitude to do that. And I just, I'm really open to that experience. And, you know, I, a lot of this is a mental game. I mean, there's fishing skills, but you can spin yourself out really easy. And I think if you can keep a good mental attitude and keep focused and just work hard, I think you can earn that. And I definitely don't have the time on the water that a lot of people have been fishing for bass their whole lives, but that doesn't mean I can't get there. So. When something that it says on your Tourney X profile is that you're trying to fish 250 days in one year. Yeah. So doing that, you're going to get that time on the water a whole lot faster than most. You're going to catch up pretty quick. I'm trying. I'm trying. Get, so. that, I mean, that's basically getting to watch fish run through all of the cycles through the year. You're going to catch all sorts of storm fronts and, and, high and low pressures. And you're going to get to see it firsthand, how it affects everything where Sometimes I go two weeks without getting on the water. I mean, I go longer than that sometimes. So, so I will say from the, from that, one of the biggest lessons I've had with the fish 250 days and, and I completed that yeah. and I've started it again and I'm, I'm behind from where I was just all the traveling's made it a little more difficult for me to do that, but I'm still trying, not giving up, but the one, one of the biggest things I learned by doing that and by going out and fishing in when it was snowing, when it was blowing, 
wind when it was every sort of horrible weather that previously in my life, if I had fished, I would not go out because, you know, the weather, you know, it's like, oh, it's too cold today or it's going to rain or whatever. I discovered that fish actually bite in Oh, we lost you there for a second. Let's see if she comes back here in just a second. No, but what she's talking about, she's got a great point. You know, I've been doing the same thing as if it's going to, I mean, obviously I'm not going to go out when it's like storming and lightning, but I try to get out of my comfort zone of as far as things like that. Like when it's super cold, you know, used to people be like, yeah, it's blown out. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well. I'm not going fishing. And now if it's blown out, you know, I'm still going to go figure it out. Let's see what they're doing in the high muddy water or fast current or same thing with like when we go with a long period with no rain, like Wheeler Lake gets super brown and stagnant, like just terrible. Go out there and catch a few fish and you'll teach yourself something new. And Denny, uh, Denny Romero, uh, he said, Sups up to her, and that's something we have to talk about. We have to talk about that trailer. Oh my god, that's like <laughs> on the water innovations, Denny. Dude, that I, I mean, it's like it's 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 like x rated. Like, looking at it, looking at he's it's like kayak trailer porn. Looking at it, I mean, they are so beautiful. They have lights, they have, I mean, it's just the most custom, beautiful trailers you could possibly own. I mean, I have a great trailer. That's a great brand, and I'm I'm happy I have it. But man, that on and water innovation stuff right now is like next level. Yeah, man. If if I hadn't just got the the camper, I would be interested because I was kind of playing with wanting a different trailer. Um, I've just got that you know custom jet ski trailer, and it works. But I don't know. I like new things that are shiny, and I was I looking like- at it. But then I got the camper trailer, and I. I'm probably going to get rid of my jet ski trailer now. So <laughs> I went budget at the time whenever I bought mine and, and, uh, and it was, it's, it's a good trailer, but it's not, it's not on the same level of, of what he's putting out. I've he's been waiting for something. Veteran owned businesses. I love to support. I, I, I really kick myself. I wish I would have. I had been waiting, honestly, because I actually was having a conversation with somebody before I saw the on the water trailer. I was saying, like, I'm surprised nobody's went kind of extreme with a kayak trailer yet. You know, something just fancy, and then there oh, she is. Boom! Back. Welcome back. We, we I don't have- know what happened. Everybody's probably on Navionics looking for their next hot spot, yeah. but I hot spotted, so we're back. <laughs> so, Catherine, you're staying at John Lessman's house, right out there? I Denver. am. Yeah, I am. He's a good guy. But that, but we were talking about your trailer. You have to tell us about this trailer. How do you, did you come up with that? Like this, I'm getting, cause you had that spaced one and I, Hey, that was a cool trailer. I really like how I like you, that one. Yeah. You can lift it up and you add all that storage mm-hmm. space. Underneath. I thought and whenever you had that, I was like, that's a good trailer. That's that, that's a good idea. But man, the, uh, the one that you have now, that's probably the best kayak trailer I've ever seen. Well, I, I love that cargo trailer I had and, uh, I know Tom Jesser has been commenting in it and Denny did such a great job and Tom Jesser got my cargo trailer and it's a good trailer. Uh, for me, just 
um, with me going to so many tournaments, I felt like it wasn't matching my lifestyle completely. And, you know, lifting the Titan for me was not yeah. the easiest thing. And if it's I want to, yeah. yeah, at some point I'd like to be able to go the more than one ramp a day. Cause I was really lim you know, by the time I get up there, it's like, I don't even want to take this thing down again and go somewhere else. I'm going to go take a nap. Heck with this. Heck so, yeah. uh, so I, I uh, decided to get a different trailer that I could just back in and, and back off. And in between when I ordered it and when I had gotten, I decided to go pretty much go on the road and work, uh, work on the road and, and chase these tournaments everywhere. And living in my car, I realized uh, with the trailer that I'd ordered with Denny, like, I don't want to have all this junk in my car. I'm in a little Ford Edge. I don't have a huge truck. Like I, I don't. Where am I going to put all this stuff? And yeah. then I was staying in hotels, and I was like, "Man, I'm going to get my car broken into. This sucks." So I had talked to Denny and said, "I sort of need like the purse version of a trailer for all my things, and <laughs> I need like a a cargo box." Can we put like a cargo box, like a really big long one that I can put my paddles in, all my tackle, all the stuff and keep it secure and put it where one of the bunks go because it's just me. I can't really envision myself at this point having two kayaks. I'm you know, maybe to help a friend and I can take that cargo box off, but we got that cargo box custom made by Trey Leach and then the two top water boxes and, and that thing, I can back that in the water. The water, the water doesn't get in the cargo box. Oh, okay. It's just, yeah, it's, it's great. Like it's yeah. great. And it is, it's a, it's a badass trailer. Even the bass boat guys are like over drooling all over it. Like I could have one of these. I could get in the kayak. I didn't know they made these, you know? So this is pretty gotta, good. All, all we'd have to do to get our industry to take more of the boat guys. We just need to throw some glitter on something. Glitter, yeah. little spark, or yeah. some LED lights, they'll come right on into our world. Yeah, they just sort of go, ooh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I cool. should have added speakers, though, so I could have, like, a, you know, a song when I roll up, like an intro song, like, you yeah. know, like Bassmaster <laughs> has, where you come on the street, it's like, hmm, just... <laughs> Couldn't you just see all those guys at the ramp? Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> That's a woman. <laughs> and then I opened it up and I got, and they look inside. I got all the tackle. I got tools and like their brains just melt. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I opened the top water box with all the rods and their brain melts again. So, yeah, that <laughs> thing, I've got one of those. And every time I go to a ramp and open that, and, you know, it holds itself up and all the rods yeah. are so nice. And then I used to keep all my tackle under the rods in that box. Yeah. And bass boat guys would, you know, come leaning over like, what is that? Yeah. Then you tell them how much they cost and then they go away. <laughs> well, it's nice because uh, Danny put lights in that. So I got all the, both the yeah. top water boxes are Ooh. lit. The, the cargo box is lit inside. So when I open it up, everything's all lit up at night. And then I got the rigging lights also on the outside. So the lights that that's everything. I mean, that that's so mm -hmm. awesome. Like I have a yeah. box, but it's a, uh, it's made by another, another popular brand, but my box is not a top water box. Yeah. I had mine for like 30 seconds and Dan was like, you'll trade. 
So I got two of them, and one's got my current rods in it, and the other one's to grow for next year. There you go. So, so wait, after after KBF, what do you have the rest of the year? Like, what's your now that kind of the Hobie season is over? Are you going to go fish the shootout? Yeah. All right. All right. Heck yeah, I gotta Heck give yeah. one last shot, not blow it. Yeah. So, but I'm gonna do that. Um, I might do the Bassmaster, you know, on Chickamauga. Right. I might do that. Um. Yeah, I'm. Even though I'm traveling around, um, I am going in on a place uh, that's going to be in the southeast. So I have sort of a crash pad in between tournaments because okay. it's a it's a lot of miles to go to a tournament and then drive all the way back to Utah for a week and then drive out and uh, um, and it's expensive by yourself. So I'm I'm going to be having sort of like a a base camp in the southeast and my home in Utah. So like Chickamauga area. Uh-huh. Chattanooga area. Yeah. I'm gonna Next I'm gonna start work. I'm gonna start uh getting to work on these southern uh lakes. I, I putting mean, a little more time in. I was I gonna say that you know you could come crash here anytime you wanted to. I got a spare room for for the traveling anglers, but if you've got a crash pad on Chickamauga, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's friends up there that just bought some land, uh, so I, I think, yeah. But they, I've been man, I would be down in Florida for most of the winter if I could work from anywhere. I'd just be riding it out down there. I'm gonna travel. I still got fan. You know, my my folks are in Southern Utah during the winter. Um, I want to, I want to go fish some of the Southwest. Uh, lakes in early spring too, like Havasu and some of that. Um, so I got a lot of places I want to fish. I never run out of places I want to fish, but um, so pretty much in a couple weeks, if not sooner, my I'm going to start work focusing on 2021. So I'm going to fish all winter. I didn't fish. I didn't stop fishing last winter. So I'm not going to stop this winter and just keep uh, focusing on, on getting ready for next year and try and do that as strong as I can and hone some skills in these uh, Southeast lakes okay. and uh, <laughs> figure out how all these bass work. I, I've, I've told other people, like, I really think that in between Chattanooga and North Alabama, that has to be like the best place to be for fishing. It, it just, there's so many different kinds of fisheries. You can get so many different places so quickly. Yeah. It's like, it's the best place to be. Have you within, ever fished like, up on Wheeler? Within, yeah, beautiful. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wheeler? Yeah, have you ever fished a Wheeler? Nope, but it's right down the road. So yep. I was going to say, while well, y'all are now. here. Um, I thought about uh, fishing Gunnersville, but I figured that people would get mad and think I'm burning all their spots. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, that girl's not fishing the tournament. She's stinging all my bass. So I probably 
I go fish, I'll go fish on, on Wheeler. Yeah, Wheeler. Just to not make a bunch of drama. <laughs> so. Well, and it'll be it'll be better if you you get on Wheeler and catch better fish than they do because there's Wheeler. <laughs> a lot of people hate on Wheeler because they think of it as main lake, but if you get off the main lake, like there's certain times of the year you couldn't pay me to go to Gunnersville over over Wheeler because it's it's still got smallmouth all over it. You just got to know where they're at. It's still got huge large mouth. And then if it's bad, drive 50, you know, 50 more miles or whatever it is and go hit Pickwick. See, this is a thing like the Southeast, like I've been in Utah. It's like, okay, I want to go fish a bass lake uh, and it's cooler. So I'm pretty much going to have to drive five or six hours to go get somewhere. And you guys are like, oh, two hours. I'm at a bass factory. Oh, I got another, you know, hour and 45 minutes, another bass factory. There's just so okay. many in this region. It's a smorgasbord, and for me, I want to learn how to do uh, more things. I want to practice more. I just want to get better, and the only place I'm going to get better is doing it on the lakes that the tournaments are on. So that's what, what, what I'm going to do. You should check out Smith Lake. That's It's probably a lot more. It's deep and clear, a lot more like a Utah reservoir. That, that'd probably be more up your alley, and it's beautiful, too. I'll try it. How but I need practice be on the stuff. I need practice like on stuff that's like grass lakes. We don't have grass lakes, you know. A lot of flooded timber mats. Like I mean, pretty much everything that isn't in my home state. I want to get a lot better at and yeah. just confidence. Build my confidence in those. Yeah. Gunnerville go. in the spring is a great lake to do that <laughs> kind of stuff because, according to where you're at on Gunnersville, it's so different. Like. You, you can find moving water. You can find, you know, deep drop-offs. You it, Obviously, mm-hmm. you can find grass everywhere. Yeah. You know, places that have better flooded timber or hard rocky bottom creeks that are coming in. And uh, it's like, that's usually where I go to learn something. Like, I wanted to learn last year how to, in the spring, how to fish grass. So mm-hmm. I went there and figured it out. Like, here's the grass. It's Gunnersville. I know there's fish here and just start chucking until you figure out a pattern. Mm -hmm. And it worked. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You just got to commit it. Yep. All right. Well, we don't want to hold you for too long. We, uh, man, we sure do appreciate you being here. It's been great finally getting to talk to you and meet you. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I just want to say, you know, I've, I've had such a good time doing the Hobie tournaments. And if, if you're an angler, that's, you know, really wants to try some of these bigger tournaments. I really urge you to give those a try. I've just had such a good time. I've got a good community of people and they're so well run. It's just been just the best experience of my life. And I've had just nonstop blast. Like <laughs> I pretty much laugh most of the time. I may maybe a little curse here and there, but <laughs> but I have such a good time just fishing those and it's just been a, a journey of a lifetime. So I hope if, if you're thinking about doing it, I, I you know, you want to ask me more about it, you feel free to ping me about it and I'll tell you what I can tell you about it. So, Well, we, and we want to give everybody an opportunity whenever they're on to talk about any sponsors or anybody makes this easier. <laughs> Is there anybody? <laughs> oh. well, yeah. Yeah, what, uh, Omnia Fishing? Yeah, you're working. Omnia Fishing. Um, yeah. Actually, I'm going to be joining them as a partner. 
I have a partner page with them, so I'll get to host some of my video content with them and and share. I do a lot of fishing reports. I think I'm almost like at 30 something. So I try and do fishing reports um, every time I, I go to a new lake if I can do it. So if you want to catch up on what's going on, you can do that and you can follow me on, on Omni. I have a ambassador page there. So <laughs> Jeremy Baker is money. It, it certainly was money, Jeremy. <laughs> So <laughs> money it, was, well it was it was money well spent but uh so that's it for me though i don't uh i don't have any any sponsors i am self-sponsored and uh having a good time so i've i've got some things in the works but i just can't talk about them yet so we'll see well, in the future the way you're going on. Yeah, sure. 21 i think is gonna be like a blowout year for you it's i hope so I yeah. so. what, what, what do you do for a living? I have to ask that before we go. What do you do? I am a community manager. I work in the gaming industry, video games, and I've been doing it like, I don't know, for, I'm at least 14 years in. Um, so if you're wondering what a community manager is, yeah. we're sort of like the meat shield for a company. So I, I represent the brand uh, to the players and the players to the brand. Uh, so I deal with toxic internet trolls and the like most of the time. And, you know, I like memes. <laughs> so so I, it helps me sort of have a thicker skin and let things roll off and, and try and be sort of solution focused on things. And I think that helps with, with my fishing. But fishing is definitely my my sanity restorer. <laughs> well, there's a positive mental attitude. You couldn't do that job without... Where, where can I apply for this? <laughs> well, sometimes they come up online. And I'll tell you this, though. You know, I know I'm traveling around and, and fishing, but it's not easy doing the tournaments. I work full time. So when I'm doing the long distances, I mean, just to give you a glimpse, like I work, I get up early and I work from like six to two if I can get a late checkout at like the hotel. And then I drive till midnight or one o'clock in the morning and check in at the next one. And I repeat it all week to get to whatever tournament I'm doing. And then if, if I get to like an Airbnb that I'm sharing with people and I'm still working full time. So I get up and I go pre-fish in the morning and I try and do that. If I'm lucky, I get three or four hours to pre-fish and then I work all day until the night and, and do that. So you know, unless I have some days I can take off. So most of the time I don't. So it's it's hard to balance the tournament fishing with a full-time job. It's not easy, but that's why you got to really, for me, I'm trying to learn to be the most efficient I can at, at preparing and breaking down things and, and spending my time wisely so I can maybe do better in the tournaments. But it's definitely a big challenge and a lot of time. And then do videos and crazy content out. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> obviously one of these random monsters that we have roaming the earth. <laughs> you're 24 hours in a day goes like my whole week somehow. Like uh, I, I, I don't I, know. There's not enough time sometimes. But. I, I look up to people like you so much. I have, not even just in the fishing industry, I have friends all over that take on so much so efficiently and then make you sit back and say, well, damn, I have no excuse. <laughs> like, <laughs> no excuse uh, at all. But that's what I want to do, right? I'm, I'm, 
I'm following my bliss. Like, I, I don't want to sit in a in a glass cage and and do that anymore. I want. I mean, I want to do my job and I want to help people, but and I want to fish, and and be competitive and 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 do well. But more importantly, out of all that, like, I want other people to know that you can do this. Like, if if you really really want to do this, you can do it. It's not easy. You're gonna have to put in the miles and put in the, a lot of sleepless, you know, nights and work hard. But if you want it, you can freaking do it. So like, go do it, figure out what you want to do. And if you love it enough, you can do it. It's just, it's not easy. Hard end on a better note than that. Well, thank, thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you for All being right. on the show. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again before too long. All right. Thank you so much for opportunity. You guys yeah, hang in you. there. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it was everything I hoped it would be. Yeah. No. She's the best. Her attitude and her smile are infectious straight up. Like, it's not the job I was imagining her having either. Community manager. Mm. In the gaming industry. That's the community manager is one thing. But in the gaming industry, that's insane. Meat shield. I, I like that. Meat shield. Yeah. All right, so let let me let me butcher some names here. We'll uh, we'll talk about the tournaments from the past weekend. Uh, first, we had the Hobie BOS on Acusa River uh, that had eighty seven anglers. Coley McGowan, he was on KBN tonight. He won with one hundred and eighty one. Uh, Joshua Sharp with one seventy nine and a half, and Lance Coley with one seventy nine. And Lance and Coley tied last week in the Alabama State Championship. And Lance had a bigger big fish, so he won. And then Coley got second. It kind of reversed this week. Uh, the man, Drew Gregory, he's on run. He was in fourth with 177 and a quarter. And Jordan Marshall, Tennessee Hammer up there with 169 and three quarter. Uh, you had the Iowa Cack Anglers two-day season championship, 27 anglers. Uh, and it was their two-day event, best five fish of the weekend. Yeah, Josiah Meter with 89 and three quarter. Jason Asiri, 88 inches. And Joe Bailey with 87 and a half. Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail on Dayton Rivers, 44 anglers. Travis Vaughn Newman. Sorry, had to do that. Uh, 81 and a half. Uh, Troy J A C O M E T. Giacome with 78 and a half. So I probably said that wrong. Sorry, bud. Uh, 78 and a quarter, and John O'Neill with 75 and a quarter. Uh, Bass Anglers of Central Arkansas had their championship on Lake Greeson. 21 Anglers, Jason Burke, 70 and a quarter. Jason Hart Chris Hartman with 65 and a half, and Johnny Maddox in third with 62 and three quarter. And then last but not least, hailing from Catherine's home state and led by Aaron Mathis, Catfish in Utah, they had their state championship at Sand Hollow State Park, 24 anglers. And this guy, still with the best name in kayak fishing, Cayman Rasmussen with 83 and a quarter. Uh, Cody Henley with 81 and a half. And Chris Spencer with 81 and a quarter. So congrats to all the winners. Kind of the season starting to taper off. Less tournaments. The championships are ending. So that's, uh, you know, the season's coming to an end. And, yeah, kind of going into a different different feel here. And the last big events we have are the BOS shootout, TOC, the national championship this week. This but again, again, next week we're going to have our a show with all the winners from that. 
And then after that, it's just the Hobie. I mean the the bass event on Chickamauga. So, yep that that'll be it until uh, we'll have the. We can probably go over the winners of the winter series that's going on, uh, the dugout bait and tackle winter series yep. that Steve's heading up. Um, I'm extremely mad that I missed that sign up. I'm in on this month, but yeah, I, I missed on it. And Steve messaged me and was like, Hey, you'd have been in the championship with that fish you caught. And I was like, yeah, great. Rub it in. Thanks. I, uh, my first week along with Hobie did not go so well. So, you know, maybe I can make it up, up at Dale hollow at the meet out in two weeks. So. Yep. So everybody needs to come check us out out there. That's going to be fun. I hope Dale hollow is on fire when we get there. It really, it should be fun, man. I've, that, got, the, I've got my first round of the KBBT final event or the final bracket final. It's the final qualifier. Is that the way you would say? Yeah, they did two national championship qualifiers and this is the second one. So if you yeah. make top six, if the 64 people, if you make it down top 16, you qualify for their national championship. Should be well, cool. I'll be swinging for the fence on that one. So yeah, be good. I'll help you. We'll figure something out. And we're, we're having a little $25 tournament. It's already up on Tourney X. So, uh, yeah, if you want to come out and just fish a little tournament, if you're local, you don't have to do the big hangout. You can just come out and fish. That'd be fun, too. Heck yeah. I think. I think that's legal. Maybe you have to be a part of the hangout to do it. I guess maybe we wouldn't want local hammers just to come in and take our money. I, I, I don't know. Ask Brian. Message Brian Schiller if you have a question. Just uh, Brian pay for it. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah, if you have any questions or anything else, as always, if you want us to talk about your tournament or club, just give us a shout on Facebook. or Especially Instagram. coming into the, the end of the season, guys, where, you know, tournaments are closing up, so we want stuff to talk about. So yep. different tournament clubs and trails and people and whatever you got, we won't talk about it. So Yeah, well, we have a show about rules. I think we're, we're going to do all kind of cool shows, maybe a show about fitness. Like, I'd like to find out, like, I fit that burger in my mouth. That's the only fitness I know. Well, I mean, like last on the Kusa, I went to two different lakes, two different ramps, and I physically don't think after fishing so hard on those two, I could have went back because I had a third spot I wanted to go to. I don't think I could have done it. So No, I, I feel you on that. I've gotten away from that. I'm taking that seriously. I, I've gotten away from paddling a lot, yeah. and I've spent the last two weeks back in my Flint like paddling and I did one long distance run and oh my God, I've got to start. <laughs> I've got to get back to working out, you know? Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to have some interesting topics this winter should be fun. So uh, as always, thank you for watching and listening and we'll see you again next week and where are your PFDs. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn 
on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.